0: 6.24, it's the morning flavor on Metro. Well, what's news? It will always be medical aids and medical cover. And uh, we've heard so much about the importance of having some sort of cover health-wise, medically. And then people talk about uh, medical aids, for example, where you as a member are covered in terms of your costs for hospitalization, whatever treatments you need, medicines, etc. Yes, there are rules within that on how you use it and how much is available, etc. But we, that's where we are now. And uh, we look at the public health care system, and I suppose there are issues there that have given rise to this space. But what are some of the things that we need to understand about, you know, these covers? And also understanding when you switch between medical aids, for instance, or any other cover, what that means and what you need to be wary of. So joining us on the line is Dr. Adimi Mudupe, who is the Senior Clinical Manager at the Council for Medical Schemes. Good morning.
1: Good morning, Mo, and thank you for inviting me. And uh, good morning to your listeners as well.
0: Thanks for making time to speak to us. Can we talk about the differences here between this um, medical aid and the ins- medical insurance? What are, what what is the difference between those two?
1: Well, a, 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 a medical aid is um, a, a, a funding mechanism that helps to fund for healthcare costs. Um, these are products that are. Under the regulatory ambit of the Council for Medical Schemes. Mm. Um, Over the last few years, we've seen the proliferation of of, of products that are um, regarded as, um, you know, some of the smaller products that are primary healthcare products. And these have been uh, deemed most times not to be adequate in terms of the cover that they provide uh, for their members. And over the last couple of years, the CMS have tried to Engage with these products, the, the operators of these products, and try to bring them under its regulatory uh, umbrella so that uh, protection of members are, are, are enshrined in the Medical Schemes Act. Mm-hmm.
0: Can we also talk about this particular story? I mean, Dr. Cindy Fonseil, um and I wish her a speedy recovery and I wish her you know, well. She's battling away with uh, COVID related complications, and what, what came out was um, a couple of things. The the, the costs of, you know, health care and getting proper health care. I mean, in her case, she needs to be on a ventilator because she's struggling to breathe on her own. I mean, I think it's 150,000 rand a week uh, is what uh, the figure um, put out was by her husband. Um, and then there was also the issue of being in between medical aids, which kind of is partly the reason why she's in this situation now where, you know, the husband has had to go out there and sort of crowdfund and raise funds. To, to, to take care of her, you know, from that perspective. What do we mean when we talk about being in between medical aids?
1: Well, um, I, I think these are two, two, it, a two-pronged questions that mm. you asked. Mm. So uh, the first part was the issues around um, COVID-19 and, and um, the, the cost of healthcare provisions uh, mm. around that uh, disease. So um, COVID-19 is gazetted uh, by the Minister of Health as a prescribed minimum benefit diagnosis. So it then does mean that the cover the the, the funding of of COVID nineteen issue is covered in full by all medical schemes, irrespective of the members' option type or plan type. Mm. So these will range from consultation, the diagnosis and tests that would need to be made Mm -hmm. and cost of medical management, such as hospital admissions. And of course, in moderate to, uh, moderate to severe cases, um, ICU care, including rehabilitation and palliative care, where these are clinically indicated. And so, the cost of all these needs to be paid by all medical ins in full, for all mm-hmm. its members. Of course, some provisions, uh, provisions on these, on the payment, on the cover of this, include the use of DSP providers, for instance designated service providers. These are maybe in form of doctors or hospitals that the scheme will then say, no, these are within our network, please mm. use these providers. Right, right. Because this will also include clinical protocols as well as formulary drug lists. So, but when it comes to the issue of the transitioning in between medical aid, medical aid is like any other insurance uh, product. Mm so one would need to be paid a, a paid up a, a member in good standing as it were so one would need to ensure that while transitioning there is a very very um no 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 room is left for loss of cover hmm. so you would for instance um leave one medical aid act mm-hmm. on the 31st and then on the 1st you join you be a member of, of the new medical aid right so that gap needs to be closed as much as possible. And, and, and I think this is where we are, that we need to encourage members of the public to ensure that very tidy arrangements are made when transitioning between one medical aid to another.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so what would your advice be, just following from that? Um, is it about the timing of when you do it in the month? Can you just wake up mid-month and decide, no nope. I'm done with this one, I'm going to now find another one, or should I, I, I identify one that speaks to me uh, the most and then sort of proceed to, to, to cancel on this side or start that side? What is your just summarized suggestion?
1: That, that's correct. Um, you one is to make up one's mind as to what the new uh, medical aid one is intending to join is, and, and in terms of obviously looking at what kind of benefits it's on offer. And then only then, then proceeding to cancel or to, to to give a notice, uh, usually one month notice, mm. to the the, the current uh, medical aid that one belongs to, mm. and and these arrangement needs to be very tight. One needs to speak to both medical aid to make sure that both of them are aware of this um, uh, uh, your intention to switch between medical aid, and of course membership of a uh, previous medical aid it does help ensure that the new medical aid is also um, completely brought on board as to one's medical history and all
0: of that. All right. Um, we appreciate your time, uh, Dr. Mudupi, and uh, we hope that we have assisted in some way just to refresh our minds or just add clarity on some of these issues. But thank you so much, Dr. Demi Mudupi, Senior Clinical Manager at the Council for Medical Schemes. I mean, if you are covered in any way, um, which one is it, and how does it actually work for you? Are you happy? Do you see value? And if you've had to switch in between, for instance, medical aids or medical insurance, you know, what are some of the reasons why you decided to, to make that switch? Um, was it about how much you were paying? Was it about the value we are getting? All of those things we start, we'd love to know from you. So you can tweet us, hashtag The Morning Flavor, or just send us your voice notes, 71